Welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. We are going straight to Brooklyn. Do not pass go. We are speaking with, introducing you to Ashley Swope who is a designer with Brooklyn Brewery. And it's just a really great episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it to hear her story. you learn a little bit about roller derby, learn about the process and some, uh, you know, you know, new information, teaser stuff, what's coming down the pike, you know, get a little inside scoop on, uh, you know, what's uh, to come for 2020. And just, a, you know, a really great episode about, you know, just having excitement, enjoying your job, you know, having, you know, good perspective and just, uh, you know, loving what you do. And so, you know, that's really one of the things that we hope that you take away from this and just the project in general is that we've got folks, wonderful people from all around the world who work really hard to do some really cool stuff. It is a job, but when you do a job that you love, does it really feel like work? And that's how we feel when we come to, you know, come into the studio and record and, you know, editing late at night and what have you. It just really gives us a great opportunity to, you know, share and connect with people and the fact that it's, uh, you know, it's worldwide is, uh, is definitely not something that we, we take for granted. So you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas. That's 16ozcanvas.com, 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keep it simple. Unify the brand. Don't forget to use the hashtag 16ozcanvas, tic-tac-toe, pound sign, however you want to describe the, the old hashy, little hashtag there. And, uh, you know, please do that. That's how we've met and connected with so many amazing folks is through individuals like yourself or by, you know, members of the community sharing that information with people that they really admire or are fans of. And so it's a really, uh, it's a really beautiful thing. Now to follow along with Ashley, you can go to AshleySwope.com. You can also uh, follow along with her on uh, IG, which is what you know, all the cool kids say for, you know, Instagram at Ash underscore and underscore ink ash and ink and so follow along to see what she's up to follow along her adventures learn about her alter ego which we get into all of that here we talk about her newest label that she did for brooklyn which is super cool i think it's really unique it just shines and it's uh, really something that i think you'll you know you'll really dig if you get a chance to check out stratitude from brooklyn brooklyn stratitude ipa so this is episode 139. Holy shit. You know? Woo! And uh, we'll have another episode next week uh, that will ha- you know, have that for you. And then we will be uh, taking a couple weeks off for the holidays. Remember, next Saturday, December 14th, is opening night at Three Sheets in New Haven, Connecticut. Featuring 11 amazingly talented artists from here in the state of Connecticut. It is our CT Nutmeg Edition and, uh, yeah, I mean, what you need a little nutmeg, right, for the holidays, kind of gets a spot for it. So we're really uh, excited, you know, to thank Sarah and the team over at, you know, Three Sheets. Art in the back is going to be awesome. We're really doing art in the back. We're doing art in the front. We've got every wall uh, laid out and just really can't wait to, uh, you know, bring that to you. The cool thing is, folks, it's free. Three Sheets is this cool kind of... Uh, Americana, Navy, tattoos, got a little edge to it, you know, bar that supports the art artist and so many other great uh, communities and, and folks in the in the local areas. They're really, you know, really involved and you know, great advocates and there's some really good people over there. So to recap, we have Craig Gilbert, New England Brewing Company, one of our OGs. We have Josh Parent, Counterweight, Stephen Raborn, who does work with Hanging Hills, Labyrinth, and Firefly. Maggie Gagliardi, who does work with Front Porch as well as Collective Arts. We've got uh, Jessica Batista, who does work with Thimble Island. Jay Larch, who does uh, the who did the logo for for Charter Oak Brewing. We've got Andrew Mullen. He's a Connecticut artist. Uh, he has done work with Foam. He's done some stuff with The Alchemist and just some, a lot of other great uh, designs, as well as being a real uh, local guy, teacher, and uh, big uh, frisbee golf player in the in the Bridgeport scene over there. Then we've got Chris Edwards, uh, Hoax. He also works at Three Sheets. He, you might see him at the Beerix all the time. He's just an uh, all-around good dude. Nathan Sturdvant, Mr. Traz Loof. 
which is uh, Fool's Art Backwards, Hog River Brewing. We've got uh, Dan Hamilton, a.k.a. Dan Warning, who does work with Beard as well as Ken Falls, and Lisa Cetera with Stony Creek. Fun little teaser fact. I also, uh, hopefully, if I didn't uh, get back to the printers too late, uh, hopefully having something in the show myself as well. So look for that. Um, it's going to be, you know, great art. There'll be art available. There'll be some, you know, cool beers on tap, and it's just going to be a, a great night in the city of New Haven. And we hope that you'll join us. You can go to make it easy, uh, theartofcraftbeer.com. It redirects you to the event page on on Facebook, but uh, it's uh, just a little easier than rambling out, you know, 600 characters and random, you know, things from a Facebook event link. So, I think we should get into it. I think we should just do this. So, we're going to do this. Actually, Swope, episode 139, Brooklyn Brewery, 16-ounce canvas. Here we go. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in right outside of Brooklyn, we have Ashley Swope. Ashley Swope, we came to learn of her work through Brooklyn Brewery, which is, guess where that is? Yes, you guessed it right. It is in Brooklyn. So she's a graphic designer. Uh, you can check her out at ashleyswope.com, and then you can follow along with her on Instagram at ash underscore and underscore inc on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ashley. Thanks for having me. No problem. I got to say that shirt you have in your profile picture, like that, like, industrial like uh mechanic shirt it's pretty badass so i'm, I'm definitely a little gear envy. thank you it's a, it's a it's a full coverall suit oh nice nice all right i don't know if i could pull that off but uh i mean we'll see we'll see who knows we'll see where the wardrobe ends up but we came to learn of uh, your work you know you uh, started tagging us a few months ago and some of the, the labels you did and most recently it was an epic i thought it was just a killer label that you created and so um, it just made sense for us to, uh, you know, to get you, to get you on here, learn more about uh, your story. It seems interesting. You have a, you have kind of another personality or something online that we're really curious about, roller derby. But I think we'll get to that and uh, see where we go. All right. All right. So this is the part where I don't do anything. I actually have a beer here, so I'm going to sit back. But like, wh- how did you? kind of find your calling as an you know illustrator and designer kind of you know take us back down memory lane and you know take as much time as you like but really what's kind of what's the uh what's the ash swope story um well i mean i was always um like a very artistic child um you can always find me coloring in the corner uh, <laughs> But um, my grandfather actually was the one that really, like, sat down with me and taught me how to draw. Um, he, he started off by, like, teaching me how to draw lighthouses. Um, that's, like, my most prominent memory of, of my, my early uh, dive into the art world, I guess. Um, and, you know, it really impacted me so much. Like, I have, I have a lighthouse tattoo because of it. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, my grandfather taught me how to draw. I just really, like, latched on to that. Um, you could catch me drawing all the time. Um, as I grew older, I realized I would love to make a career out of doing something artistic. Um, realized graphic design was a good path to take. Um, I attended the Pratt Institute, where I received my bachelor's in communication design um, focused graphic design, but during my time there, I really started to hone in on packaging. Um, I really just found it so interesting to have to create something that people can engage with on a shelf um, and can ultimately be what is the deciding factor as to why somebody buys something, um, and then they get to take it home. Like it just—it's just like a very cool, um, a cool concept to me. Um, and it's really like psychological and it has the ability to tell a story about a product or describe flavors or, you know, like it's really possibilities that are uh, pretty endless there. So I um, was really drawn into package design. Um, and then I realized more specifically, I really was interested in uh, craft beer and wine and liquor. Uh, just like when you go into a liquor store, the variety of 
it's amazing to me. Like everything from so minimal to amazing, crazy, colorful illustrations. It just seemed like a world with so many possibilities. Um, so that was my goal once I graduated to eventually end up in this world. Um, and luckily I found my way there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely I mean, that's kind of the foundation of the, the, the podcast. The fact that people have these different choices that they can make. And now with, with branding, you know, I, I part of my background is in marketing and, and my day gigs and like market research and insights. So, you know, the power, all the power of that from psychological to brand perception and kind of, you know, the, the emotions it brings. So it's really, it's really interesting. Now with going back to your grandfather, what was his connection with lighthouses? Was that just something that he thought was easy to draw? Was he an artist himself? What, what was the, what was the story there? Um, he was a Navy man. That's okay. So, that was my next guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just really drawn to lighthouses, I guess. Um, he was also, and he still is very artistic. Um, He's just a very creative person. But, yeah, I think he's always been drawn to lighthouses back from his Navy days. Yeah, because that kind of, uh, yeah, they would save the day in some places, right? And so I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think also that time period, right, he was probably always an artist, but it wasn't uh, definitely. I mean, I think now probably in the last, few, like, last 10, 15 years it's been more, quote, unquote, acceptable to be an artist. But back in the day not so much right i can't imagine a navy man saying he wanted to be an artist instead of going to the navy he, you know they would have uh who knows what would happen <laughs> yeah i don't know but after the navy he did uh he did take a little bit of a creative path though and he did window displays there you go <clears throat> well, yeah. i think yeah i just think it's awesome that one of your first that you connected such a positive with your you know with your grandfather and those, those moments you know it's really uh it's really nice, right? Because in a way, all, every time you're drawing, it's kind of a tribute to, to that special bond you guys have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome, awesome. So, okay. So what I, what I like, what I found was interesting, and I'm glad, I'm glad we've I, I've, you know, connected you know, a couple of months back, but it's really interesting because to me, Brooklyn Brewery is always a very safe, you know, they have this iconic, you know, the iconic B and a lot of their labels are pretty, you know, are, are, are more topography. And so to really dive in and know, and really be able to see the impact that you've had on, you know, some of these designs has been really, uh, you know, really cool to see. For the folks at home, again, you can follow along. How would you, how would you describe your style? When you, when you look at it, you can see early on you were really heavily influenced by black and white, you know, with your with your line work and the creativity there. And it's really kind of, uh, it's fun to follow along and see the evolution of your, of your style. Um, yeah. I mean, before I dive into my style, I would like to just take a moment to explain, um, the package design, I guess, um, I don't know how to explain this. Like the past package design evolution with Brooklyn brewery. Um, so I work on specifically like one-off packaging. So anything that's really illustrative, you'll see come through me. Um, but the package refresh being done by um, an external design firm, Doyle Partners. Um, so I just want to make sure that they get credit where credit is due. Um, and I work more so on the illustrative one-off project. Um, yeah, we, we yeah, we don't um yeah, for folks who are maybe tuning in for the first time, we we use beer as a way to speak to artists like yourselves. We when we mention the brewery, we don't we don't assume that the, the person we're speaking to does all of the labels. Sometimes that works out that way, but we've had you know, like Pipeworks in Chicago, they have they have like six or eight different artists. So we've you know we've had like two or three of them. So we don't. It's, yeah, we're really. It's really just. It's a, it was a creative way for us to have an excuse to talk to cool folks and creative people to learn more more about them. We'll we'll get into how you connected with Brooklyn in a little bit, but yeah, I I appreciate your uh, and I've also noticed that level of kindness too, where I've been like for other people, I've said, oh that that label this this and they go, oh that wasn't me. And they go, that's so-and-so, and then they give like a whole monologue about them. So, yeah, I, I've also noticed that as a, as a common common thread amongst uh, the community, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in terms of my style, um, I would say 
I would say lately I describe my artwork as like morbidly humorous. Um, that, that doesn't communicate in the, the most recent label I've done, but I've just been drawing a lot of skeletons doing weird things. Um, but overall, like my aesthetic style, I, I really focus on bold lines. Um, I really like high contrast, punchy line work. Um, and I, I like having that be kind of like the star of my artwork. Um, I used to work really traditionally, actually, with um, like Inkwell and Nib. Um, so like I really, really, really love the aesthetic of ink drawings. Um, so I, I worked, I used to work that way, but now um, I try to communicate that um, or use that to influence my digital work um, by, I think, primarily through the line work that I, that I choose to do. Yeah, so that's, and I, I do get the humor in it. There's, you know, some of the, the skeletons of the lights and, you know, the different uh, seasonal pieces that you do. It's really, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I had a good feeling that you were, uh, you had a good, good vibe and, you know, the, what you're doing, you weren't taking yourself too seriously. So I, I, yeah, I, the humor com comes through with your work, and I really, I like the evolution of it. And you can still see that the the really nice line work. It's really clean, but it's you know, even when you're doing your murals and stuff like that, it's you can, you, it's really powerful to what can be done with black and white. And I also, I'm just a geek. This is me more geeking out. But I, I love that you show kind of early concept pieces, especially for the newer label. It really showed the evolution of where that went from, you know, from that black and white to this super, you know, vivid, uh, you know, the, the, the new it's and for folks at home. It's a, it's Stratitude. It's a, it's a double IPA from Brooklyn. Um, and it, it looks great. And so it's a really, um, yeah, it's a really good, um, representation of your work kind of and seeing that process. So I, I, I always admire kind of the behind the scenes type stuff. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for process. I love, documenting the steps through my work. Um, I work on an iPad a lot and specifically in a program called Procreate. And um, like, like a lot of digital illustration platforms, it allows you to videotape your entire drawing process um, and it creates a time lapse for you. And it, it is really cool just to see um, where you started and how it comes to life. I'm I'm a sucker for a good for a good time lapse. That's one of my when the the iPhones whatever had that. I would like you know we, when we have a snowstorm, I'll leave it in the window for you know a couple hours and just have you know whatever. Or we go we go to the lake in Maine. I'll I'll you know prop it up and catch the sunset. Oh, I, all day. I mean it's it's not the same thing as a high quality recording, but it's still it does the trick. Yeah, absolutely. So that was my next question. So that, that that's your medium now is the 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 iPad. How long have you been using one of those? Um, I'm actually fairly new to digital illustration. Um, so I, I started using an iPad maybe maybe only a year ago. Yeah, I think it, I think roughly a year ago. Um, prior to that, um, I used Adobe Illustrator and a Wacom tablet. And I still do. Uh, Stratitude, I did in Adobe Illustrator. I tend to make the judgment call based on um, resolution, dimensions, and like if the artwork needs to be scalable. Um, so anytime it's going to be like a label artwork that label art that could potentially be blown up for various assets, posters, etc. Um, I prefer to go the vector route, and I like to work on my Wacom tablet in Illustrator. Um, but more of my day-to-day um, or initial concept sketches or just one-off projects I tend to use Procreate for. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, prior to that, I did a lot of um, ink work, um, starting off more so with the inkwell and uh, nib, and then I moved on to micron pens. I did a lot of stippling, um, and then from there, I really dove into uh, digital platforms. We should get you a couple sponsors, man. You, you drop the names like no one's business. Yeah, if we could get some sponsors for you, <laughs> we get you the hookup. Yeah, I, I wish I had some sort of pull. Like, yeah, we have no spot. If any of those companies are listening, they want to sponsor us. Well, we will take that. Yeah, we're, we're one of these days. We're hoping for uh, a Wacom or an iPad Pro uh, 
sponsorship. Yeah, because we, I don't know, about three months ago, we dove into the finally, you know, bit the bullet and, and got the Adobe Suite. You know, we're, we're we're super hacky, but I like Illustrator when I've done with it so far. But I just sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, I wish I could just draw this and use these tools to my advantage. So it's that that part's a little rough, but it's it's been a fun experience. It helps. I think it helps me relate a little more to the guests. Oh yeah. If you also if you dive into it, like you'll you'll become a pro. It'll, it takes time, but like the more you mess around with it, it's all trial and error. It's all just like it's really just a lot of fucking around, you know? And yeah. like then beautiful things happen. Um it's, it's a lot of times it's really serendipitous. Like you just kinda gotta go with it. Oh yeah. Um, I usually just go I have an idea in my head and I try to do it for like an hour, maybe half hour. And then I t- then I just go to YouTube and I type in like how I would say that to another person like how can I make a a circle where I can cut it in half and they're equal sides and this this and this and then some dude's got a video and it's like all right here you go and then I follow along with it and I kind of know what I'm doing and then you know I keep doing it three or four times and then then I go into the next crazy idea I have. Yeah, there's videos and tutorials for everything now. It's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, and, I'm, and this is just an anecdotal. Like I'm not a handy person. Like I definitely am envious of just people in general who can fix stuff. But we forgot. I think last last year or two years ago, I forgot to take the hose off in the winter time, and it froze like onto the thing, and I couldn't get it off. And I tried. I tried everything, and so I was like, "All right." Went to YouTube, and this guy had like used this type of saw with this wrench, and so I got him. And then I found outside, following along, and boom! I, it was the best. So yeah, YouTube is. YouTube is, is king. I mean, really, for everybody out there, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. So, so you decided this is what you wanted to do. You're, you're drawing. You're, you're doing your lighthouses. You know, how did you end up working for for Brooklyn Brewery? What, what where did that kind of cross come, crossroad come together? Um. Well, right out of school, um, right out of school, I had like a bit of a rough year. Um, it's, you know, it's a dog eat dog world out there. It's really difficult for creatives to find actual creative jobs. Um, so I, I ended up taking on a, a job that, um, it was fine, not my favorite job, but it, it was, it was a good starter gig. Um, but I knew it was time to move on and I knew I really wanted to get into the craft beer industry. Um, and since it's so niche, um, there really are not many opportunities, especially for full-time roles. Um, so it was actually luck of the draw. Like one of my best friends stumbled upon their job posting and sent it to me. Um, and man, I, I scrutinized over that cover letter. Pressing send on that email was like the most nerve wracking thing. <laughs> but I was just so excited. Like I, I knew I wanted this job so badly. That's awesome, and I know I know you've listened to all the episodes, but you probably but on a few of them, what we talk about is um, is like you're, you were really nice about it, but obviously you had a job. We'll just say that wasn't ideal. <laughs> we we call them people shitty jobs, and I think those shitty jobs are so important because that you realize and you can hear in your voice like how much you loved getting this job and how much you appreciate it. And so I think having those uh, less than ideal jobs, um, you know. Is, is super important and is part of your story, but it's at the time doesn't always feel that way. But I think that teaches you how you want to be treated, how you want to, you know, who you want to work with, the kind of culture, you know, for for good, for good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm glad that you were able to get out of there and find your your you know find this uh, this this job now because it seems like it's the the right place for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I will say the 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 last the past job that you know wasn't my favorite gig um there was a lot of positive to take away from it you know it it was stressful um I, I certainly wasn't excited to go to work every day but it did make me a harder worker and it did make me um really realize what i deserved and what i wanted to get out of um my day-to-day work um and what it would take uh, for me to feel fulfilled. Uh, so, you know, it, it was a stress, a stressful time, but like it really did lead to a lot of, uh, it, sorry, tripping up on my words, 
um, it really did lead to a positive result, you know? Yeah, it's a path. And I think that, I don't know, I, I always look at it that way. I'm always a big, um, it maybe just helps justify tough times, but I just think they think of it as the, the full story and taking things away and you know, evolving and growing. And you, you need those kind of, uh, if everything was perfect, then you wouldn't really realize when things were, were great or when things were bad. And so I think you need that too to, to kind of, you know, be where you are. So designing for a label, you've done murals. How, how is it for you designing on these different scales? Like when you're doing your mural versus doing a label, they're literally 100, 200 times difference in size. How do you, how do you kind of attack those? Um, that's an interesting question. Like the process is pretty similar. Um, I drew that mural on my iPad. Um, just like I would draw anything else. And then I projected it on the wall. Uh, okay. um, that was actually, the, yeah, that was actually the first mural I've ever done, um, which was really nerve wracking as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I approached it like I would any other illustration project, um, projected it on the wall, traced uh, my projection in pencil, and then I took paint to it and went and perfected the lines. Now, was painting a medium that you were comfortable in or is that you just, I feel like there's a part of, there's a percentage you just kind of, it's just like, fuck it, we're going to do this and just goes for it. Yeah. I mean, I used to paint, I used to paint quite a bit when I was in college. Um, it was something that I enjoyed doing on the side. I don't, I don't really know if I was ever very good at it, but I did like doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think it was just an opportunity that I was super excited about and I'm a perfectionist. So like, I just knew, I knew I could make it work. Like I just, I just felt confident that I wouldn't step away from that wall without it looking the way I wanted it to look. So yeah, I said, I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And um, it was a blast. It was a really wonderful opportunity and it was a great process. Yeah. See, it's just good to say fuck. Like, you know, like, the good thing with paint, I mean, I, I can't paint, so it'd be a lot of coats. But you can always, if, it's not finite. You can always, I mean, if you had to, it would be, it would be brutal. But you could always literally paint over it, and you know, and touch it up and figure it out. And so, it looks, it looks awesome. What was the, what was the premise or what was the the basis for for the mural? Like, how did that come together? Um, going back to the morbidly humorous thing, uh, just, I don't know. I, I did a piece. I did a piece uh, a, a little while back that was another skeleton siren. Um, and that one really fell into the, the humorous category um, where it was an angler fish on a leaf um, and the, the mermaid was playing fetch and the angler fish bit her arm off. Um, so like I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something else with that subject matter. Um, and I, you know, sirens are known for pulling sailors into the depths of the ocean. Um, and I just thought it would be funny if instead of her pulling a sailor down, she found beer. Um, and that would be the real treasure in the end. Um, and I, honestly, I really just approached it with subject matter that, like, I wanted to do. Uh, they gave me free reign. Um, it's actually the start of a mural project. Uh, well, mural program with the brewery, um, myself and a couple other coworkers are, are launching this mural residency, artist residency program, um, where we plan on bringing in um, a new artist roughly quarterly and kind of giving them the ability to put what they want on our walls as long as it represents um, Brooklyn, the brewery, beer in some way. Um, and just really giving artists the ability to express themselves in a public space. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, one of the things that, because like I said, the, the podcast doesn't pay the bills, but what we're trying to do, and we've, we're really blessed because we, we've met people from all over the world, our president company included, and what we're trying to do, and it's very early stages, but we're trying to form a kind of a, mural art nonprofit and so yeah i think it'd be cool to see how 
I'll definitely follow along with what you guys are doing and, and come bother you guys for some advice. So yeah, we're, it's the the mur- the mural project with two L's for so and try to do it in areas that could use uh, revitalization through art and positive you know messaging. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very early, but we're yeah, we're, it's a lot of a lot of paperwork. Oh, I bet. But yeah, hit me, hit me up if you have any questions. I'm always happy to help. Yeah, I'm just, I always just trying to find excuses to get together, like, with everybody. I just think it's just, I just, like, I just feel, no, I, I mean, I was in Chicago, I'm, like, got everybody together, we did, like, a drink and draw, and just, we're trying to do these pop-up art shows, and, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, the more we celebrate everybody, I think it just makes, it literally, my, my, the whole vibe is just making the world a better place, like, literally, and I think that art is such a huge part of that, especially now more than ever. Yeah, yeah, you're right, it really is. All right. She said it, folks. She said I was right. Interview's over. We're done. (laughs) That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That, That works fine for me. And we are back. We're not going anywhere, folks. It's getting good. Learning, you know, about the process. Learning, you know, how it came to be. You know, get some information coming up about, you know, what to expect next from Ash. And just really good, you know, really good conversation. You know, you learn a little bit more about uh, roller derby, which I do apologize for, I guess. I don't know if, like, I, I definitely was very curious about it. And so I asked a lot of questions, a lot of stupid questions. But, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, one could argue that there's a lot. I just asked a lot of stupid questions and people still let me do that. But, it's just a great episode. I really enjoy talking to Ash. I really just enjoy learning about what they're doing. You know, I, I'm excited you know, to, to see where the, you know, the murals and the artists go. It's a great community of people. I would, I would say, you know, the art community is really great. You know, designers, you know, sometimes the beer community, you know, it has some areas where it could be a little bit better about being supportive of each other. You know, there's some weirdness to it. Yeah, I think obviously one of the core things with beer has been collaboration, so that's been a really way for people to celebrate and support each other. But there are some, you know, there's definitely some factions, you know, like, yeah, or groups that, you know, support or don't support each other. You know, how independent are you? This, that, and the other. Oh, you're macro, blah, 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 blah. And that's not where we're going to get into, you know. Also, I don't, and again, I don't know. I don't really care. Just gonna, I don't know if the podcast community is very supportive either, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't even know if I'm part of it. I mean, I guess logistically because you can – here comes a plug. You can get us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Please do. Please leave reviews, ratings. Thank you. But it's, it's – yeah, it's weird. So, you know, I, there's, there's a weird uh, amount of podcasts in literally in our town that are beer-related. Uh, 1056 podcast. There's a, a good uh, beer drinking one, um, uh, and so there's like three or four of them, I think, which is which is really weird. And those, I think, which are small, but I think when people, when it comes like a corporate entity, I guess you can see why it becomes a little, you know, a little, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like a radio station, right? I mean, I think now it's really where it's evolved to is these groups of podcasts become kind of little media groups and what have you. So we're a free agent. So, you know, we're more than happy to be in, in a faction if you wanted, wanted to acquire us. Um, you know, you know, we're not looking for ballast point money, but, uh, you know, if you wanted us to be part of your squad, you know, we're, you know, we're down with that. And that's one of our goals for 2020 is to start getting some sponsorship. So this is a classic example of where AJ rambles about stuff and not sure when he stopped talking, if I really said what I wanted to say. But when I started, I just wanted to, reiterate on the point of how the artist community is super supportive of each other from what I've seen I mean obviously there's gonna be petty people everywhere but you know look at Ash you know in talking about what we're doing you know she gave credit to the folks who helped with you know the the corporate style and you know the 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 branding for Brooklyn the work they're doing with the mural project and so it's really it's it's really nice to see, and a lot of times it helps me find new people to talk to. You know, they really, you know, we get a lot of uh, artist recommendations for other artists or other photographers and what have you. So it's it's that time of year to be thankful, to be appreciative, to be grateful, and uh, you know, we're really just grateful that we we're playing or dipping our toes in this community and have gotten so much uh, positive feedback, and uh, you know, have connected with so many great people. So we're gonna keep this vibe going. Remember. 
AshleySwope.com, Ash underscore and underscore Inc. The word and, not ampersand, which is one of my favorite characters to use. But, uh, you know, connect with her, see her work, see, you know, see the process, trust the process, go Sixers. And it's just really a, a great uh, opportunity, you know, to, to see how things, you know, go from sketch to come to life. And I, I love that. So here we go. Part two, episode 139, Ashley Swope, 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer and ramblings. So... So you, you get this, you, you know, you have your, your one-off beers. How, mu- how much time do you have? What's the process? How do you work with the team? You know, how, how, like, are you working with the brewers? Or are you just kind of given a name? Like, what's the, what's, what's the behind-the-scenes, like, kind of uh, process there? So Brooklyn Brewery is actually just starting to step into the 16-ounce world. So this process is fairly new. We've always had 16-ounce cans. Um, but they followed suit with the rest of our packaging, um, really holding to our brand guidelines and style guide. Um, so this is really, really a, a, a new thing for us, um, stepping into a new world. Um, so we launched with Stratitude. Um, I just completed another label uh, Teaser. for a beer called Total I'm sorry. I was just being obnoxious and I yelled. I said teaser. Oh, yeah, teaser. Uh, Just finished another label um, for a beer called Total Request IPA that will be launching in the new year. So keep an eye out for that. Um, And then we're we'll be releasing a few more throughout 2020, which is really exciting. Um, So in terms of timeline, um, I mean, Stratitude took a while to lock down the name um so by the, by the time the name was locked down you for most artists you need a name to create artwork um they they speak to each other it's it's really difficult to create art and then try to make a name match um or maybe not i'm not a copywriter but in in my world this is how i think um so the strategies ipa the name came came in a little late so I really had, had like a weekend to complete that label. So wow. I, 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 yeah, I, I think I completed that label within three days. I, I worked through a weekend, um, which I really didn't mind doing because this, this is what I want to do with my life. You know, I'm, I was just so excited to work on it. And when you really enjoy it, it doesn't feel like work. Um, other projects I might not be as excited to take home, but um, that project I, I was very excited and um, more than happy to work on outside of work hours. Um, so because that one had such a tight turnaround, um, I, was, I was basically given the instruction of, um, yeah, we don't have much time. Just do what you want. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's like the, the best news for, for an artist. <laughs> um, it's just like I stepped into Disney World. Um, so that, that's what I did. I, I uh, sketched it up. I started to develop um, close to final artwork. Um, the Monday after the weekend, I, I showed a few people, got the sign off and finalized it. Um, so that one in particular was a very quick turnaround. Um, that's not how all of our projects work. The one that I just finished, I had still pretty tight um, deadline, but I had roughly two weeks. Um, that one, I was presented the name. I did like three or four thumbnail illustrations, um, showed those, uh, had one of my directions selected. And then again, was told like, all right, run with it. Um, and that's what I did, uh, completed the artwork, got final sign off and out into the world, it will go. Um, this next one, I have roughly a month. (laughs) If you notice the pattern, the timeline is slowly growing. It's a yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, month is <laughs> really unheard of. Like a month is unheard of. Yeah, so it's like crazy. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, I have a month. I'm actually going to start uh, doing thumbnails for that one, uh, probably the end of this week, and then I'll start to execute that, and then the the final release. Um, there'll be there'll be three releases next year. The final release 
um, will be later in the year. So I have a significant amount of time for that one. And I do already have a name. So I actually have quite the extended timeline. Um, but honestly, I work really well under pressure, or at least I like to think I do. Yeah. Um, not that a, I want three-day yeah. turnarounds all the time, <laughs> but sometimes it works <clears throat> in my favor. No, what I do love is the fact that it's, and it's not a test. It's not as nothing to do with you, but it's this brand new like thing that the, the brewery's doing, this branching off into these one-off sixteen-ounce cans, and then it's like, the, it, which is a huge leap. It's a big deal, you know, going away from the corporate style sheet, and it's like, yeah, we this brand new thing we, which we haven't done ever before. You only have three days to come up with something. It's like okay, like. <laughs> Like this huge new launch, it's like somewhere you got bottlenecked somewhere, and you know all these ideas are bouncing around, and then you came through and crushed it. But it's just it, that's always funny to me. It's like this we're gonna have this brand new idea, something we've never done before, and now we're gonna now you have forty eight hours to make it happen. It's like okay, so th- thank you. I feel like that's the way it always happens, though. Like that's so common. Not saying always happens within within Brooklyn, but just in general, like in the artist world. That is so common that, like, I feel like we're always on our toes. Like, what are you going to throw at me? <laughs> I'm ready. At least I think I'm ready. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like some people, I mean, it definitely is uh, it's one of those situations where it kind of uh, you get your chops and you kind of figure it out because a lot of folks kind of fold under pressure. You know, it's like, okay, have this report and, you know, to meet by tomorrow. And it's like, no, but, uh, yeah, like I said, the, the bar set pretty high for these new, uh, 16 ounce canvases. You, you killed it on the, the first one. So I can see why they want to do more of them. Thank you. Yeah. The, uh, I will say the, the one that's coming out in the new year is, is a drastically different style from Stratitude, which, um, which I, I find really interesting. Um, I prefer the style of Stratitude. It's more, it feels more me. Um, but the subject matter that I proposed for the next one, it just felt more suiting to take the direction that I, I ended up taking. Um, and I, I feel like it looks like a totally different artist did it. Um, which, you know, it was that was an interesting learning process for myself to see that I I was able to create something in a in a different style yeah and i think that's a good that just shows your versatility and then you'd be able to do that is that's you know that's awesome i mean that's why they love you right because you're able to you know and that's what they want they want these all to be different in a way and but you know for you to be able to keep doing them i think you'll 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 learn new techniques or or new new ways to do stuff but i mean like i said that strategy one is, is really dope and so i'm a big fan of that one so Thank you. With it having that corporate style sheet, right? I mean, it's like that center pane is that, you know, that full circle, you know, you know, the B and you, and you, and the cool part is you still utilize that with, you know, you know, with the astronaut, you know, kind of, you know, floating in space. Is that really the only thing you have to work around is this, you know, you need to have, you know, the, the, the big B center pane and you kind of just rock around it. Um, well, not, not necessarily anymore. So I, I made the decision to keep the bees. We, well, our, our labels typically or traditionally, we like to call, um, we like to say they have a badge. So it's like yeah. bee and it's like that like rounded uh, arched rectangle badge shape that it stands, uh, rests on top of. Um, so since this was our first um, label, that really jumped out of line with the rest of our portfolio. Um, I didn't want to stray too far away from, from some of the elements that are traditionally on our packaging, um, just so it would be, still be recognizable. Um, so I, I decided to try to work in the confines of that badge with the logo and that burst and like illustrate around it. Um, however, we decided um, moving forward, we're, we're, we're going to be calling these like Brooklyn Limited um, and that will have its own logo. And because of that, we can step outside of the style guide. Um, and we decided if the center B works, great. Um, if it doesn't, I can break the mold. Um, so the next one coming out kinda, kinda is in between. <laughs> it, it like has the center B, but it doesn't 
um, I don't know, like I, I have the ability to play around with it now. So, which, which is nice. It, it really opens up the door of possibilities and doesn't restrict um, my creative freedom in that way. Yeah. I mean, that's, man, that's pretty, yeah. To get that, that level of, uh, you know, quote unquote freedom is, you know, it's not a new brewery. It's, you know, they're, they're iconic. You know, the B is pretty iconic in that position and, you know, across, you know, numerous beers and styles. And so that's just, yeah, you should, that's, that's a testament to you. You, you were smart, first of all, to keep it in the center of that other one. So you didn't kind of rock the boat and, you know, you kind of, it's like a gradient, right? Like a transition to the the new styles. And so I think that's, I think that's great. I mean, that's just really, it's really nice. It's really interesting to see that it's such a, you know, them having more of a traditional style to their labels to, to go with that one. And it's, 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 uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's exciting. So Brooklyn limited coming soon, folks, check it out. Yeah. All right. So if you, again, if you go to, if you follow along with the adventure, you know, Ash underscore, and underscore ink um you have an alter ego so uh, what roller derby is that, that is that kind of a let you let your aggressions out what's the story with that what's i mean yeah what, what's the deal with that um so i'm in i'm in training currently um with uh gotham girls which is like the the new york city roller derby league um yeah they they run training camps uh, one of my coworkers asked me if I would do the camp with her. And I was like, I'm terrified, but yeah, sure. I, I guess why not? Um, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, naturally, um, I had to go with a beer name. So my alter ego is Brucifer. Nice. Um, and I, I nerded out with the number. I went for the old school calculator trip of a trick of um, one, one, three, four. Um, I shouldn't end up upside down, but if I do, um, it will spell hell. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you I mean, are you, are you a good skater? Like, were you a good skater? I mean, that's just, or, I mean, like that. I've never skated before. <laughs> oh, good. So now, you, so, all right, well, there you go. Well, you, you, you already fallen anyway, so you might as well get to take it out on a couple of people in the process. Yeah. It, oh, man. It's, it's a crazy sport. Yeah, I went into it. Um, with no skating skills. Um, they had one requirement. You have to be able to skate around the track before you can participate. Um, so my coworker and I went out, we bought, we bought all the gear and we just kind of skated around in a parking lot until, uh, until we didn't fall constantly. And uh, we realized like, all right, this is roughly a circle. I think, I think we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in level two. There's three levels. Um, I'm doing level two for the second time now. You have to like, um, you go through training. It's like the whole thing's 10 weeks long. You go through eight weeks and then you do um, test out and the coaches will evaluate you um, and see if you are deemed fit to move to the next level. Um, I still have to to work on some of my skills because if uh, someone runs into me I go down I can't stay up <laughs> I don't understand if someone uh, rams into me I can I cannot stay on my feet um, so I'm working on that right. it, it is a really good time so it's like a fucked up karate belt like level two yeah like moving on up yeah <laughs> now what what are the rules like I mean what what like what are, or what aren't the rules like what can't like how do you win it's just like whoever's like last man. Is it like Royal Rumble style, like last man standing, woman standing? Like how does that work? No, there's actually there's actually a lot of uh, a lot of rules in terms of like penalties. So you're not allowed to like go in there throwing elbows. Right. Um, it's 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 a point system. Um, so you have you like have blockers. Oh uh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I watched it when I was a kid, and like you like some people like whip around so you like get to the front, right? Yeah, yeah. You have, you have, so you have blockers and you have jammers. Um, and in order to score, the jammer has to make laps. And they ah. have to uh, be ahead of the other team's jammer. Um, so it's like kind of a race. It's kind of like you're 
tackling and football. I don't know. It, it's a mixture of things. All, oh, it's all like rugby. Field. Rugby meets like relay race meets like yeah. Okay, I, I kind of I kind of get it, right? So you want to get them in front of the other person and keep them safe, and then but they will they come back into the pack once they go around the first lap because they have to get past everybody again. Yeah, yeah. So they do, they do the first lap and they they hit the pack and they have to they have to make it through. Or right, scrum, um, little scrum the action. The goal is to push. Yeah, you got to push through everybody and, and keep your lead. Because um, if the other jammer gets in front of you, then they're they're the leading jammer and they're the ones scoring the points. Okay, and what when and what are the what are the legalities of hitting people? I mean, that's and that's that's what people always want to see about. And looking at some of the photos, there's definitely a lot of bruising that's happening. Um, to be honest, I haven't gotten too deep into like the the rules of the game yet. Um, you're just trying but, to stay, you're trying to stay upright, right? I, I'm just trying to skate, man. <laughs> there you um, go. But yeah, I mean, like you, you can't throw elbows. You can't you can't actively like hit people. You can hit people with your body, but you can't hit them with your limbs. I would okay. say that's probably like the easiest way to set it up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like you can, yeah, you can ram into people, but you can't come in like fists up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can. Yeah, even on ice, I can skate forward. I can't skate backwards. So, like, I definitely have. I'm very limited. I'm very limited, and my idea of roller skating is like the first. I think I was at Catholic school. Like first Friday of the month, you'd have like the roller skating, and it would just like you just go around in a circle. But it's it's also on an incline, right? The, are the corners raised a bit, right? It's not just flat, right? No, no. There, I mean, there is incline, but um, we're we're on flat track, which is more more i believe more popular more oh. common yeah all right that that ends our segment of uh roller derby 101 with <laughs> with ash well we hope you make we hope you make team three hope you make uh team three <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling too confident about that yeah honestly. you didn't really yeah I feel like your I was, selling of that was not you're like I'd, yeah yeah i'm okay yeah. <laughs> i'd like to be in two one more time i think um, but then after that, I want to be in three real bad. <laughs> Did like, and so in two again, sorry, I guess we we're re upping in this segment. Do you have like matches or is that, are you just more of like a training type of thing? So because you're in league two or level two. Um, it's more training. So like the way the levels work is like one, you focus more so on skating, um, how to skate, how to stop, how to make it around the track. Um, two, you focus more so on, um, contact. So it's, you're learning how to block, you're learning how to push through the pack. Um, you're learning how to take a hit, how to properly, um, how to properly set yourself up to, to block or to push through the pack, et cetera. Okay. All right. Um, you'll really start to learn about the game. All right. Well, when we get the, when we get those beers in person, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about it. You'll be you'll be a black belt by that point. Um, <laughs> so you've got you know these limited ones coming up. You know you're 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 kind of getting ahead of the curve on that. What, what other what other projects are you working on? You know, inside or outside of the brewery? What's what's uh, what's what's keep- um? I mean, I'm really just focusing on that. I've I've actually taken a little bit of a break. Uh, doing like side projects lately i've just really needed to like take a moment and like reset my mind i think that's really important to do especially as a creative um so i'm i'm really primarily focusing on those beer labels at the moment i know that's not very exciting to hear uh, <laughs> but i i will be picking it up uh picking it up again soon and uh, working on side projects but i think i've just taken time to enjoy the holiday season and chill um yeah and like at 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 my at my office job at the brewery um which is so great to say that right like oh i'm the it's yeah i work at a brewery it's my my day job and yeah so you yeah you've you've kind of it's working out pretty well yeah yeah for sure um just a lot of 2020 planning going on in the office like preparing um preparing all of like the print assets and merch and stuff that will um, run alongside beers you've already seen in the world and some new uh, 
new products that will release in the new year. All right. Well, we'll uh, we look forward to that, and we're excited to know that you're you're a part of that. Um, so, working at a brewery, taking time off, needing to probably have a couple after bruises from uh, roller derby and what have you. What kind of what kind of beers are you drinking? What what kind of styles of beers are you into? It's probably it's probably our most beery question, but. Um. Well, I'm a West Coast IPA gal, for sure. Um, hands down, my favorite. I, I know it's like sounds so stereotypical these days to be like hazy juice bombs, but like that's me. I'm that. I'm that girl. Um, but like broad style West Coast IPAs. Um, however, Brooklyn um, has a limited release key lime goza on tap in the tasting room. And I'm like very obsessed with that at the moment. There you go. Yeah, I've got. There's a lot of beer styles. I'm like, I would never drink that. And then someone's like, try this. And I'm like, oh, I love that style. So yeah, Goza is definitely one of those ones. It's like, oh, this has sea salt. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. And then like six <laughs> six later, I'm like, this is amazing. I love this beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, two more questions. This one, uh, is a newer one. Um, do you have a specific naming convention for your, for your files when you're trying to like organize them? Ooh. Oh no. Um, we can edit this out. If that's right, normal. Gonna... <laughs> don't tell anyone. Um, I should, but I don't. I'm going right. to be honest. I'm a bad designer. You're like 75 time. untitled, uh, like untitled one through 75. No, oh God. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I will establish the name, and then it usually goes like V1, V2, V3, V4, okay. or I date them. Yeah, that's good. Um, sometimes I bounce back and forth. Like, should really choose if I'm going to date them or do V whatever. Um, I'm a little indecisive sometimes, so I guess that that's one of those areas where that uh, that shows through. Yeah. No, I do the. Yeah, I just don't like them have spaces in them. That bothers me a lot when they have like spaces in them. But that's just like a thing. Oh yeah, no, I do underscores. Yes. Or I separate words with capitals. Yep. What is that? There's a name for that. I forgot. Yeah. Which I knew that, but yeah, we we capitalize the first word of the thing. Yeah, I forget how it goes. English, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's how. Yeah, we do name name like project, like whatever it is. Then we do the we do that definitely do the date we do like European way which is weird but I, I think it makes more sense we do day month year and then we do like version and then if it's like uh, work in progress versus final so just in case we accidentally send it to somebody it's like not the final thing oh yeah I do always put final at the end of my final so I guess maybe I kind of have a system see yeah you don't think of that but you're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know what? yes I have a system <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. All right, and this one will be way easier. So this was not. This is not going to be uh, intrusive. Um, so when you're creating, do you have? Uh, is there a certain? Are you listening to music? Do you have? Do you like to work in silence? And if you're listening to music, you know what kind of bands are you into? Even if it's not necessarily when you're creating. Um, yeah, I definitely listen to music. Um, I'm really into like heavy, soulful rock. Um, so like uh, like Barnes Courtney, um, Coulter Wall, The Growlers, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Shaky Grave, like along those lines. There you go. Those are all good ones. Yeah, Shaky Graves comes up a bunch, and uh, I feel like somebody we've had as a guest did a bunch of stuff for The Growlers. Oh God, that would be so cool. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah, I, th- I want to. Say it's either Matt or Michael, so I have to check. But yeah, one of those guys definitely did a bunch of uh, either tour posters or or shirts or something for them. Yeah, because it was like, oh, that's such a funny. Like I'm like, oh, beer growlers, haha, <laughs> got it. Yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Ash, it's a wrap. It was official. We're, we're done. I hope it wasn't too painful. Oh, it was very painful. Oh, good. Boom. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, I, I thank you for being a part of it. Like I said, uh, I've been following along for a little while now, and I really, 
I'm just impressed with your work that, you know, the one label that kind of started me down the rabbit hole of all your stuff is, uh, is killer. So I'm excited to see the, the next round of the, uh, the Brooklyn limited. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely be in Brooklyn sooner than later and I uh, look forward to, uh, grabbing a beer in person and, uh, you know, learning more about roller derby. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Definitely let me know when you're in town and we'll, we'll have a beer. Awesome. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, seeing what 2020 brings and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for being a, being a part of the project. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. And there you have it folks. The essential Ashley Swope interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. I think it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. I would like to apologize for moments where I may have interrupted or started to kind of uh, talk over Ashley. It's something that I really try to be conscious of, and yeah, it's uh, something. It's you know one of the critiques I give myself a lot. So I apologize to you know, Ashley. There's a few parts when I've uh, listened back to it where, you know, I may have interrupted a good story or anecdote. Um, there were some technical difficulties we had at one point. You know, the call got dropped, and so there's some editing. And just kind of when you have the episodes like that, where you have to do a little extra editing. You realize, you know, some things when you hear when you hear your own voice five or six times the same you know, uh, sentence or qu- set of questions. It uh, it's definitely it's definitely humbling. Um, I think we do have a lead on our, our first ever uh, radio uh, gig, so uh, I'm gonna I'm trying to bribe my nephew to uh, digitize that for us. So maybe we'll just have that. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do it unedited in its entirety. Maybe or. I don't know if the music will still hold, but um, or maybe we'll kind of do like a like an editor's version where they like t- you know talk about it. Their producers like when you know, the director's notes or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if folks are interested, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, again, want to just make note of that and apologize. Um, also, uh, we were trying to figure out who had done the the Growlers posters, and that's our boy Matt Lunig with Scrape Knee, uh, ScrapeKnee.com. You know, he's, he's done some work for them, which is really cool to see, and it kind of uh, ties it all together. And then when we were talking about naming conventions, uh, I originally thought Camelback, but if you look it up, it's Camel Casing, and that's where you, the first letter of each new word is capitalized in a in a naming or a file. So that's the the methodology that I utilize, and, uh, and I just find it I find it in a nerdy, interesting way to find out how people label their files to be you know super cool. But, again, this is not about me. Remember, check out Ash underscore and, A-N-D underscore Inc. on Instagram. And then Ashley Swope, S-W-O-P-E dot com for more, you know, more adventures there. Follow along to see what she's, uh, you know, what's coming down the pike. We're excited for the Brooklyn Limited series in 2020. Really uh, lucky to be able to share that information with you. Next week, we have, a, we have another episode, then we'll be taking a little uh, holiday break, but not before we're joining everyone in New Haven, Connecticut, theartofcraftbeer.com, the Art of Craft Beer Connecticut edition featuring 11 amazing artists, designers, guests, friends, the whole thing. That just allows me to cross off 11 you know, new friends who I get to have a beer with, so which is really exciting. Not 11 beers, but just 11 friends who I'm having a beer with versus 11 beers. Would, would be crazy but yeah really excited about that you know we're hoping in 2020 we put you know we put the gauntlet down to do at least three events you know we're definitely gonna be uh, you know back in maine for hubbub i can almost guarantee we'll do another connecticut one and there's one uh, on the books which will make a bigger deal about an announcement so i think we have our three maybe we'll push it to five maybe we'll go with four but keep you know keep listening tell your friends share like, retweet, use the hashtag, or just click on it. 16OZCanvas on Instagram. It's really good. You dive down, you can see all these incredible artists, designers, concepts, ideas, cans. It's just really, we're really lucky. It's, it's taken off. We were committed to that from the get-go. We, we put that on you know, all of our posts so you can follow along with our adventures. But you know, when you realize that it's not just us doing it, it really... Uh, it's mind blowing and it's completely, it's, you know, super humbling. So as we enter our, you know, coming up on our, our third year, we just want to take this opportunity once again to thank all of you for your support, you know, listening. Those of you who have uh, bought merchandise, you know, we do still have some glasses left. 
they make a good, I wouldn't say a stocking stuffer because it is glass, so the likelihood it'll probably get broken if you try to stuff it is up there, but it's a nice thick 16-ounce canvas glass. Uh, Dune Hager uh, did a one-of-a-kind design for us. It's got a you know peekaboo window. You can see the you know, logo will sit on top of your, your favorite beverage. We got it in white, so it looked dope. Uh, you know, it looks great with stouts, IPAs, saisons, uh, pails, lagers, brown ales. You know, whatever, whatever you're into. The Pilsners, oh, so good, and, and the like. So, one six ozcanvas.com. We will, uh, we'll do our best to get it to you in time for the holidays. So, don't be a stranger. You know, shoot us a message. We love to hear from you, and we thank you once again. Remember, AshleySwope.com. Look for those Brooklyn Limited cans in 2020. And uh, thank you once again, my friends. Episode 139 is officially in the books. What When they say in the books, like, is there, where is that from? I guess it's probably like a ledger thing, maybe, historically. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. That was CNC Music Factory. I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs>